This week on Inside Motorsport, we look at the V8 supercars, car of the future. I hope you'll stay with us. Thanks for joining us once again as we look at the car of the future in a few moments with Adam Perry. But first, Marcus Ambrose has announced that he'll be leaving the JTR Doherty Racing Team at the end of this season. Ambrose, who's had five years racing in various levels of the NASCAR circuit, has not ruled out returning to Australia as part of his future career. With his second year in the NASCAR Sprint Cup Series, the top level of American motorsport, not going as well as he would have hoped, it seems an interesting time for the Australian driver to announce he's splitting ways with his current team, but will allow him time to look at other options in the US. He said his first option is to remain in NASCAR racing. We watched with interest to see if the Australian can find another drive in 2011. Well, if Marcus Ambrose is not able to secure a drive for 2011, he might be returning to Australia, and in one year's time, the car of the future will be released. I had a chance to catch up with Adam Perry and asked him about the huge undertaking V8 supercars have gone with this program. It certainly is, Craig. I mean, we've got a massive program in front of us between uh, now and the... Uh end of the year uh, to, to finish a couple of cars and then um, into early next year to then um, track test them, ready for uh, handover to the teams in uh, April 2011. With what you've uh, announced in the last few days with Pace coming on board to construct the new cars, how is that going to help with the uh, eventual rollout by having those two cars independently built of the teams? One of the key uh, parts of the, the Car of the Future program was that uh, really to, to take the current uh, type cars that we have now, the, the uh, Ford and Holden chassis, and, and merge them into uh, a, um, a common type platform so that uh, supercars would then have a chassis that's available for uh, other manufacturers to use. And uh, one of the reasons we have Pace Innovation doing it is obviously his uh, past experience in building both of the current cars for, for championship winning cars, or the teams I should say. So he was the best choice to do that at that stage and it, it's really about making sure that uh, at the end of the prototype process uh, we're able to hand over um, complete uh, um, design and build specifications to the teams um, without them having to be concerned about the normal build processes where they often have uh, concerns or difficulties in in the build process itself. So all that's taken care of. All the teams will then have to do is just get on with building the cars and then racing them. The flat pack idea has been one that has been seen around the world for supplying the base components. How much does that supercars expect that will save teams? Uh, look, 
depends. It's hard to say because teams build at different levels now. I suppose the benefit will be not necessarily in the material cost, but it'll be in the manufacturing process. Part of the, again, uh, an expansion of the, the uh, whole process is that that supercars will actually uh, identify the correct process for them to manufacture at as well and provide them with the necessarily uh, little drawings for tooling um, so that they can refine the manufacturing process. So where teams previously have taken you know, um, three, four, five months to produce a chassis, this should be worked down substantially when we're, we're looking around 100 hours out of the normal um, chassis build time that uh, we've experienced in the past. One of the critical things about the flat pack idea and the common chassis idea is you get to better control the safety for the drivers inside the cars and uh, I, I guess that's one of the critical things because you do narrow down very much on the mounting points for all the uh, drivers' compartments. Yeah, it does. Look, the, again, the whole prototype or Car of the Future programs really allowed us to focus on some of those details and... Um, you know, as we become more professional and and, uh, and whatnot over the years, um, safety is a huge element in our um, category of what we do. And um, the the Car of the Future project again has allowed us to really focus on on side intrusion, driver seat mounting, uh, and front impact. And and we can we can really now make sure that that's all very similar within the in the cars. We're actually working with the FIA at the moment in, um, with the Institute in Paris to do some site intrusion testing for us. Um, and so we're getting those results and that, that's allowing us to build those um, improvements in and, but also validating them as well. With, with, the, with this and with the common chassis, how many bodies do you think can be fit over that chassis relating it back to cars on the market today? Well, if we go back, we've identified probably at least seven different brands that should be able to accommodate uh, the, the um, single platform. So, um, I mean, I think to the average person, they probably don't realise that we, we already modify heavily the current bodies of the, the Ford and Falcon whilst they look almost like a showroom product. Um, they are actually a little bit shorter than the, the um, genuine car. So as long as the car is a medium to large passenger car, uh, four-door, um, rear-wheel drive or, or ability to be rear-wheel drive aspect, well, uh, it'll fit on the, in, on the chassis. It's, it's just a, a matter of um, changing those particular panels to, to suit. With aerodynamics being so critical, would a flop body shell be a consideration for uh, their supercars? No, no, not at all. Our, our, the whole aim of uh, Car of the Future is to make sure we have um, market rel relevance in relation to new showroom products, and um, that's not where we want to go at all. We want to make sure that uh, the cars um, um, substantially represent the, the uh, showroom product. But that can be replicated by having a number of different uh, moulds. It could be, but uh, look... It's about being able to walk up and touch them and know that when you're tapping the side, it's actually either a steel car or it has that genuine look and effect of a showroom product. And we've been very keen to make sure that that is the way because if we are really out there to encourage manufacturers, then they do want to have some alignment with our supercars in relation to their product. But on the, on the current cars, it's more and more composite parts. So what's going yeah, to be steel? 
Yeah, but those composite parts are there because, uh, you know, in the past, that's where the heavy damage comes into the, the car itself for a racing purpose. But, you know, most of the doors, the internal parts of the doors are still uh, uh, steel. Um, you know, the seals and things like that. Um, if you were to go and um, make that all composite, we also will then run into um, being able to um, meet the specifications for FIA as, as in relation to the way we're supposed to build the cars as well. So we, we, we're still a um, what they call a body and white type build process. So there has to be a content of steel of the original um, uh, production car. Mm. Well, it's great to talk to you about this and in this detail, Adam. I, I guess one thing I should touch on, you, you've only just been moved up into this position in the last, what, six months now. How are you finding this role? Uh, extremely challenging, Craig. I mean, um, I'm, I'm really honoured to actually be part of the Car the Future project. It'll obviously, um, uh, it's, it's, it's probably the biggest project supercar has ever undertaken from an engineering point. But, mate, I'm, I'm happy to be involved, and, and uh, it's certainly something I, we can all get our teeth into, and um, I can't wait to see the cars roll out. Mm. Well, we look forward to certainly seeing the cars back on the track on uh, Phillip Island at the, uh, well, September, and uh, thank you for your time. No problems. My pleasure. That's all we have time for this week on Inside Motorsport. Till next time round, keep smiling, and bye for now. Inside Motorsport is produced by Thunder Media for the Community Radio Network.